we find ourselves in Shanghai. It's noon, but to this jet-lagged businessman, it feels more like the middle of the night. He's just gotten off a plane from Chicago. He got stuck with an overnight flight where he tossed and turned way more than he slept. And now, he finds himself in the cafeteria of a bustling downtown convention center, desperately trying to find the one thing that will make this day bearable. Coffee. Um, excuse me. Sorry. Hi. If it's not too much trouble. He finally gets the server's attention and has poured a fresh cup. Balancing it on a tray, he heads towards a table. He notices that in the center of the table he sat down at is a sign. In fancy font, it says, Welcome guests, please take one. And beside it, a large silver bowl full of USB keys. Figuring that you can never have too many, the businessman slips one into his pocket and then takes the first sip from his coffee and contemplates the day. That scene was actually real, sort of. The the specific blurry-eyed businessman might have been a bit of a flight of fancy, but the whole scenario, well, that was very real. It's inspired from a story by cybersecurity reporter Kate Fazzini, who interviewed a cyber criminal she referred to as Bo Chow. Bo apparently made a rather healthy profit distributing USB keys full of malware to hotel lobbies and convention center cafeterias. And once plugged into an unsuspecting businessman's laptop, Bo's next move was to virtually infiltrate their computer and steal as many spreadsheets, business plans, and contacts as he possibly could. Anything that he could resell to the competition. Most hacking stories like this end with a bit of a postscript where the hacker gets arrested and spends years in prison, but not this one. As far as I know, Bo is still out there, still infiltrating computers today through his innocent-looking USB keys. And I get the feeling he's not alone. As for me, well, I'm on the other end of that spectrum. I am totally that businessman. I have 100% plugged in free USB stick giveaways into my laptop. And I've never given it another thought. How much danger have I been putting myself in? We're about to find out. Welcome to Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. This computer is on the job around the clock in case of attack. Their principal target is you. The design is complete. But will it work? Shake hands with danger. I'm Jeff Siskin, and I'm here as always with Bruce. Hear no evil, see no evil, Snell. (laughs) How are you, sir? Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. Oh, Oh. you you would never believe it, but I just came up with that nickname and nobody calls you that. That was fantastic. Uh, And I was just thinking to myself, this is the second last episode uh, of the season. Uh, I feel committed to calling you a nickname each and every episode. (laughs) I appreciate it. I'm now feeling the weight of it. I might stop doing it after this season, but I'm going to see this season through and I'll I'll decide uh, in the fall what to do next. But for now- You know, I appreciate the effort and they've all been creative and I've enjoyed it. So thank you. No pressure, but maybe you should keep doing it. Today, we are talking about USB keys. Mm -hmm. I like these things. I don't know what it is about them that Mm -hmm. seems so ridiculously high-tech, even though they're not high-tech at all. No, it's true. Uh, Although I typically never use one that somebody gives me (laughs) because I never know what's actually on that USB key, and I don't know that I necessarily want to be plugging it into my my laptop. Well, and that that really would be, I guess, what we're looking at with this episode, because I I think I have plugged a lot of things into my laptop that I haven't thought you know, two or three times about. And 
I guess I know as a mature human being that uh, is the co-host of a cybersecurity podcast that probably not a great idea. Right. But I do it anyway. And and I, I think what we're going to see today is exactly what the risk can be. I'll be honest. Like most of the time, if I have to transfer a file over to someone via USB key, I tell them that there's already viruses on there. So they should just make <laughs> sure that they're careful about it. Okay, noted. As we were doing research for this episode, we were looking up USB key stories. And there's lots uh-huh. of stuff about scary USB keys, but we came across one story that fascinated us. Mm-hmm. A story that came to us from our story producer, Pedro Mendez. He came across something called El Paquet. You ever heard of this thing, El Paquet? No. What is that? Pedro's going to tell you. I, the, the spoiler I'll tell you is that basically it's sort of like the Cuban internet distributed via USB keys. Oh, interesting. Okay. Anyway, I, I want to play that for you now because Pedro can describe it far better than I can and it just kind of blows my mind to think about it. Jump into any taxi in Havana, especially the unlicensed ones, and you'll hear music. Brand new music. And in a country without easy access to streaming or downloading, it begs the question, where is this music coming from? Look at the car radios, and you'll see a clue. Sticking out of every dashboard in Cuba is a USB drive. And how do these songs get onto the USB drives? A purely Cuban creation, sometimes referred to as the Cuban internet, the package. Or in Spanish, el paquete. Everything is in in there. You can have about like 1,000 gigabytes of information every week. That's Rolando, a recent Cuban expat. And you heard him right. El Paquete contains one terabyte of information. Not just music, but TV shows, movies, newspapers, entire websites, even apps. It all shows up, somehow, every Monday in Havana. Justin Bieber's latest hit song, or the newest season of Stranger Things. But just what is El Paquete? It's a weekly collection of data that is first downloaded into the country, no one knows exactly by whom, and then distributed via external hard drives. The Monday afternoon or maybe uh, Tuesday morning, the other end of the country have the paquete. So they send it via airplane, via buses. They send it all across the country. In other words, this is an internet without routers, without cables, without Wi-Fi. It's just people carrying and copying hard drives. It begins with the major distributors, who receive the terabyte of data every Monday. Then they make copies for regional distributors, who then make copies for local or community distributors. That's where the average Cuban with a USB stick can pop by and make a copy for themselves. But how do you know that the newest paquete has arrived in a country without a functioning internet? You talk with the neighborhood in Cuba, everyone talk to each other and you talk to the neighbor. Oh, do you know if the soap opera, the chapter 53 are just right? Yeah, yes, I copied this morning. Oh, okay, I'm going to the center to get my, my chapter too because I want to say it. It's, it's like that. The local distributors are usually tech shops that might sell DVDs or electronics. The people go to that location and they use the USB drive to copy their information. They don't need the 1,000 gigabytes of information. They just need, so, my soap opera that I usually watch uh, every week. And the cost of getting El Paquete? Four gigabytes is five CUP. The Cuban pesos is like 20 cents CUZ. Okay, without getting into the really complicated details of how the two versions of the Cuban peso work, four gigabytes of data, shows, music, apps, whatever you like, costs about 20 cents US. 
So for about a dollar, you can get most of what you want. Which seems cheap, except when you consider that the average Cuban state worker only makes $30 a month. So who are these people bringing their USB sticks to out-of-the-way shops hungry for new data? It's got to be young, tech-savvy Cubans, right? Everyone go there, even my grandparents, they are 82 and 84. And my grandma take the, the USB to the center that is like three house after her place. And she go there, they copy the movies, and she go to the DVD player, and they plug it in, and they know how to, to play all the, the information. Well, this all seems very normal, very everyday. Even Rolando's grandparents are using El Paquete. This has got to be totally on the up and up, right? Totally legal. Not at all. Not at all. All that information, it's all illegal, but it's kind of entertainment for the people. And if they take that out of the market, that will provoke a really big, big reaction. So El Paquete is tolerated by the Cuban government because it gives people what the authorities can't. They simply don't have the money to set up and license international TV, film, and music. But still, it isn't technically legal. And so Cuban ingenuity, and a desperate need to see the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, led to the creation of a network powered by USB sticks. And if there's anything that sums up Cuba more than rum or cigars or Afro-Cuban music, it's ingenuity in the face of overwhelming challenges. So that was Pedro Mendez telling us the most amazing story about El Paquet. And that, it kind of blows my mind. Like, it's, it, it feels so, it's low-tech, high-tech. Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of back in the earlier days of the internet where, you know, you dial into bulletin board services, right? And you would, you know, download and, and copy things and then upload them to other bulletin boards and they would be distributed that way. It was, I, I think it's cool. It's a really cool, almost sneaker net solution to a problem that they're facing. So now is the moment of truth. Uh-huh. So Tim Martin, who has been on the show before, is back to hack the heck out of me. All and right. Tim has sent me a package with 10... USB keys in it. Okay. At least that's what I think is in the back. That's what he said he was sending. I haven't opened it yet. I'm saving that for, uh, <laughs> for the actual for the actual recording of the hack. Uh, and I guess if I want to see what's going to happen, I'm going to systematically uh, from one to ten put them in my computer oh, and uh, see what happens. <laughs> like that that just makes me cringe. Just even thinking about putting in <sighs> strange USB keys into your computer. I know. I know. But I. Yeah, it's a living, I guess, sort of. (laughs) All right, Bruce, uh, I will see you on the other side. Thank you, sir. All right, good luck. Tim Martin, welcome back to Hackable. Good to be back, Jeff. We're talking today about these little tiny USB key storage device hard drive thingies. I consider USBs to be the most hostile thing in an environment. um, Really? From from a corporate perspective. So so what, what is the danger? There are... Two forms of attack that are normally taken with uh, with USBs. There's a social engineering attack, and then there's what's called the rubber ducky, which is okay. uh, one of my favorite hacking terms because it sounds very innocent and sweet. What you're able to do, essentially, with a rubber ducky attack is when you plug in a USB stick, it can be pre-programmed to do a million crazy things, from as simple as popping up a, uh, you know, a window that says, hey, you should lock your computer, to having a reverse shell go back to a command control server, and then now I have access to your computer. So, Tim, you have sent me, via the old-fashioned postal service, an envelope of what 
you know, if I'm kind of feeling inside, I'm guessing are a series of USB keys. Yeah, yeah. I, I've sent you a, a Baskin Robbins assortment of flavors of USB sticks. <laughs> Very nice. I think there's slightly less than 31, but there does seem yeah, to be, yeah. uh, does seem be, a, to be big envelope, eh? a few. So for transparency's sake, it's worth noting that we are quite far away from each other. We're about 500 miles away and we're doing this remotely uh, yeah. over video chat. What do I do? What do I do next? Okay, so you should see they're all kind of labeled a little bit. Look for the one that has the number one on it. We'll, we'll start off uh, there. Okay. Uh, do, do, do. Okay. So this one in uh, marker, uh, yep. very nice penmanship, by the way. Thank uh, you. You've labeled <laughs> you've labeled number one. So this being hackable, what I'm going to guess is going to happen next is I'm going to take this, put it into my computer. Something horrible is going to happen, and then uh, I hope to God you're going to stick around after we're done recording and help me fix it. Now, I mean, I got to go get coffee in a little bit. So come I mean, on, oh, come okay, on. Okay, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm gonna have blind faith. So is that the thing to do? Do I just put it in my computer? Yeah, just pop it in. That's uh, the whole attack vector here. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it in now. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do we do like a, a countdown? Because I feel like my computer is gonna blow up. My computer's <laughs> not gonna blow up, is it? I don't. Okay, I've done like a bazillion of these episodes now, and for some reason, this one is freaking me out. Okay, okay, it's it's in. Okay. Oh, my computer is has just shut down. Oh, that's and not it's, good. How are we going to record the podcast for your computer? I know, and it's and it. I think it's restarting. Okay, that's good. So what? What are you doing? What, what's happening? What's um, happening? So that's that's what I call the shutdown stick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all, all it does is it's got a really tiny program on there that just keeps restarting your computer. Okay. Um, oh, my computer is back. Yeah. And <laughs> now it's shutting it's down again. Yeah, okay. There we go. Yeah, okay, yeah. now it's shutting down again. Yeah, so this is uh, just a pretty annoying prank. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, well, <laughs> so so is this is this a forever thing? Uh, no, just pull the stick out there. You should be should be good. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So hold on, hold on. So so what happened there? What what was going on? So when you plug in. What's called, uh, you know, a rubber ducky USB. Um, they, they can do basically anything. This one's got a simple payload on it um, to basically just keep running the the shutdown slash R command on your computer, um, which just restarts it um, any chance that it gets. It's uh, brutally simple, and and one of my favorite ways to do my job is with USB sticks. So what what do you, what do you mean that you use USB sticks in your work? How do you how do you do that? So. Uh, a lot of what I get kind of paid to do as a you know a white hat tester is is to break into corporate's environments, right? And so what I'll do is I'll take um, you know I, I've got just a a fistful of USBs here that I, I use regularly, um, and I will go to a company parking lot and just dead drop them, like just toss it in the parking lot, one USB stick there, hoping an employee will pick it up and go, oh, I'm gonna go plug this into my corporate computer, really, so- um, and that's just boom, I'm in. So you literally you literally just litter and then somebody yeah. picks it up off the ground and just because they're a nosy parker or like free technology, they yeah. they will and is it successful? Yeah. And wow. I normally I normally drop more than one. So <laughs> So I know that you've sent me a bunch of USB sticks labeled in sequential order, and this was number one. I had a thought. We could we could do it two ways, Tim. Either I could sit here and screw up my computer uh, by putting in a series of USB keys, which I'm guessing is what you have planned. Or we could do something else. If you're game, my studio is not too far from where our story producer, Pedro, lives. Oh. And I wonder if we could actually try and do a live, what's it called? Dead drop? Dead drop, yeah. 
dead drop experiment where I take some of these keys and see if I can get Pedro to put it in and then we can see what we can get from his computer. Well, I mean, this just sounds like too much fun to pass up. Okay, so what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on speakerphone and I'm going to walk over and then, you know, maybe you can, uh, in your Jedi-like ways, instruct me <laughs> on, uh, on how to do this, okay? No, oh, sounds good to me. Let's do it. Awesome, okay. Tim, it's Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Okay, so I, uh, uh, I've walked over to Pedro's house. Okay. And um, uh, I'm actually a little nervous, but I'm, I'm, I, I totally want to do this because I'm curious to see uh, if this is actually possible or not. I think he'll pick right, it awesome. up. That's so what, what kind of computer does Pedro have? Does he have a, a Windows computer like you? Uh, yes, a non-Mac. Okay. So yes, Perfect. a Windows computer. Then. Okay. So, um... I guess I have these 10 uh, USB um, sticks. I wondered, like, let's just start with number two. I guess if they're sort of in ascending order of badness. I don't know what to do. Maybe this is lame. I wonder if I could, like, ugh. my kids <laughs> My kids do this thing. Um, I think they call it Ding Dong Ditch. I don't know uh, if there's another name for it where, where I wonder if we could just, it's, it's, the, it's the package delivery where I just leave it on his porch and ring the doorbell and and run and hope yeah, that we, we could definitely try that okay so let me um let me okay i'm gonna sneak up to his house hold on a second i'm gonna okay hold on i'm on i'm on the board i'm gonna whisper i'm going over to his door i'm gonna ring the doorbell okay hold on tim hey, hold on hold on i'm going down hold on wait 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 i can't i'm, I'm gonna hide behind the bushes hold on okay i'm hiding <laughs> behind the bushes. Oh, hold on, he's coming out, he's coming out. Okay, he's looking around. Hello? Hello? Oh, crap. No, no, no. He went back in. Crap. Okay, that didn't work very well. Um, okay. Uh, strike one. Um, Here's an idea. Okay. Do you, do you ship stuff to Pedro's house sometimes? Um, yes, I ship stuff to Pedro's house. Yeah, you want to give him a call, see if you can ask him to see if something got dropped off or whatever? That's a great idea. Okay, hold on. Let me, um, uh, let me call him. Hello? Pedro? Yeah. It's Jeff. Oh, uh, hey. Hey, um, uh, quick question. I had... How's it going? Fine. Thank you for, uh... Um, asking, I had I a quick question for you. I I I had a package delivered to you. Um, I don't know if I told you it was some equipment for uh, no, for no. Uh, recording equipment. Yeah, do you are you able to just check? Because I know according. Let me look. Yeah, it says it's supposed to be delivered today. Uh, I'm just worried about well, it staying out on your porch. Well, I'm I'm literally just about to walk out the back door with my dog. Okay. Um, for a morning walk, can it just wait until I get back? Uh. Is it is it possible just to have a quick look? The dog, she, she's kind of losing it. I need to take her out. I need to take her out right now. So I'll be back in like I'll be back in like thirty minutes, and I'll check it then. Okay. Oh, okay, and you'll check you'll check to see if there's anything on your porch. Well, yeah, that's what you just said. Great, great. Uh, okay, okay. 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 See you later. Tim. Okay, so I actually have another idea because he's. I know he said he was going to walk his dog. I actually know. Uh, where he walks his dog, so I actually wonder. Hold on. Uh, oh crap! I see him. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Uh, yeah, we can try to drop one there. Check, check, check. Wait, wait for one second. Um, 
I know which park he goes to. And he goes in this weird roundabout route and he always walks the dog the same way. Uh, if I boot it now, I can probably get there before him. And I wonder if I can try a, a dead drop there. Um, well, sounds like a good idea. Okay, can you hang on a sec? I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to run. Hold on. <laughs> Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Um, I'm at the dog park, and I think I made it here before Pedro. I don't see him anywhere. Um, there's a fenced-in area where um, where people can let their dogs off leash, and I know that Pedro takes his dog. <coughs> oh, my God, I got in better shape. I know that Pedro takes his dog here um, uh, when he does it because his dog is, like, super energetic and needs to run around. Um, I bet you there's somewhere here I could... Try leaving. I mean, I still have number three. I could probably leave you. Is there uh, number three? Is there like a, a garbage can where people put the doggy bags after they're all done? Yes. Okay. What yeah, I uh, near there. Yeah, that's a great idea. There's a little actually spot for um for the poop bags uh, for extra ones. So I'll put it on there. Hold on. Hold on one second. Okay. Hold on. It's there. And oh, okay. Wait a second. I see him coming. Hold on. I'm gonna hide. Uh, I'm gonna hide behind. Uh, Oh, crap, hold on. I need to find a space to hide. This is kind of out in the open. Uh, okay, there's a small tree. Uh, if I kind of just crouch behind this tree, maybe. Oh, okay, he's coming. Hold on, wait. Shh. Okay, he's walked into the park. I don't know if you can hear that, Tim. Pedro actually has a command for his dog. His dog poos on command. Good girl. Oh my god. That's a good girl. <laughs> That's a good girl. Okay. So Pedro is he's picking up now this I don't want to give you a play by play on this because it's kind of gross. He's putting a bag in the trash. And again he's he's sort of he's walking right past the uh he's walking right past it. And he's leaving oh crap. Okay. And he's left the park. Um, that oh, didn't... failed again. <laughs> failed again. Um, um, <sighs> I'd like to do this, but I don't know how much more running I can do. Um, <laughs> I wonder, like, is there something we're not doing? Is there something, is there any yeah, other way to make it more attractive? Yeah, they're not enticing enough. We can maybe write on them? Yeah, I have, like, a Sharpie. Okay, yeah, pull, pull one out, and I, I guess maybe try writing, like, private on it, or personal. Oh, <laughs> that's a great idea. Okay, uh, hold on a second. Okay, hold on. Uh, I'll do I'll do personal, because Pedro's nosy like that. Okay, hold on. Uh, okay. Um, and what I can do is I know he takes that same uh, weird route home, uh, which is thankfully not direct. But I guess if I... <laughs> I don't, I don't want to run anymore. But I think if I if I run, I can probably beat him, um, and get there. The most physically active episode of Hackable there. Is. Oh my god! Yeah, there's a reason I do most of these in a studio, sitting on a chair. <laughs> um, I think I can probably beat him, and maybe I'll swap out the one on the porch and I'll try again. Mm, uh, yeah, we could try again. Oh no, I'll just put it outside of his house, so it's not even on his porch. Maybe that'll seem less uh, obvious. Yeah, like on the, on the yeah. sidewalk going up. I'll put it on the sidewalk yeah. going out. Okay. Okay, hold on. Okay. 
that's Pedro's neighbor's dog. <laughs> I finally got killed by the dog. Okay, hold on. I'm just going to leave it. Uh, okay, I see him coming. I'm going to leave it on the sidewalk, and I'm going to cross the street, and be between two houses, I will just stop and wait. Okay. Here, boy. Okay. Okay. Okay, he's, he's coming. Um, hold on. He's walking by. He's stopped. He's, can you hear me, Tim? Yeah. Okay, he's, he's actually stopped. He's picked it up. He's picked it up and put it in his pocket. Put it picked up. Ah, yeah. The crowd goes crazy. Okay. And he's walking with his dog. He's walking. He, he went in his house. He has the thing. Oh, my God. Hold on. I gotta, okay, I'm going to creep up because he actually has a front window. I can actually take a look. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. Okay, hold on. I can look at him. Okay, so there he is. He has his laptop on his dining room table, and he's opening it, and uh, he's putting the USB stick in. Put the USB stick in? Okay. Yeah. And that's uh, number number four you put in, right? No, that was number ten. Number ten? Oh, should I have done that? Crap. <laughs> I think I just... Um, that's the... That's the. What does number ten have on it? Uh, I mean, it's not bad, but it's, uh, it's definitely the most dangerous one. You definitely did give him number ten, because I can now get full access to his computer. One second here. What can you do? I have what's called root access. Okay, and what's root access? What does that mean? It means I can, I basically am his computer. Uh, <laughs> I can turn the web camera on, let me see. Wait, 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 hold on. You can, you can, you can remotely turn his web camera on? Yeah, I mean, it won't even have the light on coming either, on either, so he won't even know what's on. Oh my God. I can also listen to the microphone. Okay, so I totally want you to do this, but before we do, um, just because this is a show where we hack things uh, ethically, uh, I can see him through the window. So I can actually see that he is, you know, in a non-compromising position and he's, uh, you know, fully clothed and all those things, which I guess me peeking through the window uh, is still a creepy thing to do. But, so you have to do me a favor. If I want you to look at his webcam just for proof of concept, but if you see anything you shouldn't see, will you close it right away? Of course. I have your hacker word I, on I that. I love Pedro. I don't want to make him feel bad at all. <laughs> okay, okay. So try, try the webcam. Tell me what you see. All right, cool. Let's turn that on. Okay, and um, yeah, there's Pedro. He's got a very nice red shirt on today. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah. Okay, yeah, can you can you hear the, the can you hear the? Yeah. I think I think he's just humming something. Oh, he does hum. It is so annoying. Because yeah, it's, it's like, is he humming like no song in particular and kind of loud and squeaky? Here, let, let me tell you. I, okay. I can't tell what song this is. But can you tell what this is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think it's it's the classic no song in particular and loud and squeaky. Yeah. Um, that's great. So, and I think he doesn't even know he's doing it. I'll be working uh, beside him sometimes, and it's like, but you know, uh, it's distracting. <laughs> okay, that's that's amazing. Okay, let's let's close that down because I don't want to I don't want to invade okay. his privacy more than we need to for the show. Can we can we um, somehow let him know that like his computer is watching him in some sort of creepy way yeah I, I can send him a pop-up yeah yeah okay do you want can you do that yeah what do we want it to say like i'm watching you and also a nice red shirt like something kind of goofy like that okay yeah sure one sec okay we'll just type that up okay okay so you're putting it in and <laughs> he's stopped he's stopped dead and he's just staring at the screen his hands aren't even on his keyboard anymore oh my god okay i think i need to call him because I think he looks worried. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna call him, and I'm gonna I'm gonna conference you in. Okay, yeah. hold on a sec. 
hello. Pedro, it's it's Jeff again. How, how you doing? Well, I'm, 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 something really weird is happening. Um, on, on your computer? The weird messages or something. I don't, I don't understand. Um, Pedro, I have, uh, I have Tim Martin on the line. One, one of the hackers from, from Hackable. Well, the first thing I think would just just be say say hi to Tim is usually the the polite. Thing. Are you are you what? Can you see me? What's going on? Uh, yeah, yeah, we've we've got root access to your computer. How 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 did you? Uh, did you plug in a mysterious USB stick sometime today? Yeah, I just but nothing <laughs> happened. I plugged it in and nothing happened. How did you get 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 into it? I'm starting to feel that's, a little bit bad. Yeah, that, uh, that's it. I'm sorry, Pedro. But it's that dangerous and easy. We—it's it, the US, the USB stick, for the episode of Hackable. So this this was. Oh my god! But it was it was it was Wait, just. I still, don't, I still I still don't understand. I still don't understand. All I did is I put the thing in my my computer. Nothing happened. Like there were no files on it or anything. And I just thought it was just an empty an empty USB. How how did you get control? Well, the USB pretends to be a keyboard. It types commands and then gives me access 500 miles away, and I'm in. To stop this, do I just take it out? Uh, take it out and reboot. And if, can you look through your front window? Hey, hey, oh, buddy. <laughs> just I'm on your porch. I'm just okay. This like like this couldn't be creepier. Thank you. How long have you been standing there? A little bit. It doesn't really matter. But I guess you know the neighbors. The neighbors have been asking about this since last time. Okay, so I have to admit now, having done this, uh, and I I have to take full responsibility because I I was the one who came up with this idea. Um, I actually feel guilty, and I think a new policy we may uh, have on the show is that is that we won't do hacks like this on you anymore, Pedro. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe that's your new policy, but that's not my policy. What do you mean? Yeah, well, you'll see. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, thank you, Tim. I appreciate this. Uh, talk talk later, Pedro. Yeah, of course. I'm back with Bruce Nell, cybersecurity expert. Uh, that might have gone farther than I thought it was. <laughs> it perhaps admittedly pushed the uh, bounds of ethical hacking, but it certainly showed us the danger. And it was probably even worse than I thought it was. And I think one of the fascinating things was at this point in doing the show, I'm pretty hardwired not to open executable files. Right. And that's what I assumed this would have on it. I assumed it would be a USB uh-huh. key with some kind of executable file. And if I didn't open the executable file, it was all good. But the fact that you could just put the USB key into yeah. your computer and it gave Tim that kind of access is is mind-blowing. Yeah, basically what the, the USB device was doing was taking advantage of auto-run. Uh, okay. On on Windows, where you know it's 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 a feature that's put in there to make it easy for you, right? Because you plug in a USB drive. Um you know, most people probably don't want to go to their Windows Explorer and then figure out which drive they just plugged in and then click on that to open it up. Ain't nobody got time for that. Windows is trying to be helpful and say, hey, here's the thing you just plugged in. You probably wanted something off of it. Okay. Here it is. So and, and this is the part up. of the show where I ask you, Bruce, what can we do to protect ourselves? I think there's the low-hanging fruit, which is don't 
pick up random USB keys <laughs> off of the sidewalk and plug them into your computer. That I can figure out on my own. But is there anything, do you have any other pearls of wisdom? So definitely, if you see a USB key and you find one, just, you know, either turn it into lost and found where, you know, if you're at a grocery store or whatever, uh, but definitely don't don't plug it in. And secondly, you may want to look at turning off auto run uh, in in Windows. Right? Okay. And that's, that's a way to, just in case you do plug something in, and maybe it's something that, you know, somebody gave you and you know the person, but you're still maybe a little hesitant about, you know, if, if yeah. they, uh, you know, maybe it's your, your mother-in-law, your grandma, and she, you know, maybe she has some dodgy things on her computer. If you just look up, turn off auto run in Windows, there's some pretty good instructions on how to go through the process of turning okay. it, turn it off. So if I have this right, the two pieces of advice, don't plug in random USB keys, which, which seems very uh, logical and sound advice. And then the second thing, which I wouldn't have thought of, is uh, you can turn off auto run on a Windows computers. I guess particularly if you've chosen to ignore the first piece of advice and you found a juicy USB stick on the uh, sidewalk and you want to plug it in you know, consequences be damned. If you turn off auto run, <laughs> right. you at least have a fighting chance. You know, and, and, and also, <laughs> you know, you can, it's usually pretty easy for, to just right click on the device itself and you'll probably have an option to scan it for, for viruses, right? So, oh, even, that's so don't necessarily rely on the, your virus protection, picking it up, uh, but just go ahead and proactively when you plug it in, right click on it and say, you know, scan this for viruses and, and just do a, just do a check just to make sure that everything's safe. Love it. That's great. Bruce, there's one more thing I want to do. People that have listened to this season of Hackable know that we have a new feature on the show, our Ask Bruce feature, uh -huh. where people call into our 1-800 number and they can leave messages for you. We got another good one. Craig called in with this question. Please leave a message after the tone. I read a while ago about how easy it might be for someone to hack my car that has a wireless key uh, just by purchasing a device for a couple hundred bucks. I just wondered how easy this really was and if this is something we should really be concerned about. What do you think? Yeah, so so Craig, great question. Um, and actually, I, I, hate, I hate to feed into the, the fear and, and concern, but the cost of the equipment is probably more like $20. Really? Than like, yeah, versus 100. Because uh, a lot of these key fobs, what they do is they will constantly send out a radio signal, right? That's, that's, it's a design, I don't know, I don't necessarily say a design flaw because, you know, you want to have the radio signal broadcasting so that you don't have a delay as you walk up to open your car or start it or anything like that. But the problem is that because they're constantly broadcasting this signal, what these will do is they can actually get a receiver and put it close to your house and then it would amplify that signal, which would basically make it seem like the key fob was right there, you know, right next to the car. Okay. And by amplifying that signal, they can basically clone the signal and at least have enough to start the car and then make off make off with the vehicle. And we certainly did an episode a year or two ago where mm -hmm. we were able to get into the car but not start the car. Right. Uh, but I guess I guess technology and hacking technology has come uh, a ways since then. And maybe, yeah, maybe so it's I think the new to... the new type of attack they're basically since they're using more of a relay, they're taking advantage of actually having the key fob there, 
So as far as the car thing is concerned, the key fob's present. Well, so so one, Craig, I'm sorry that the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're all screwed. But this also inspires me. Actually, I'm curious to see this in action. Uh, and as we're sort of planning future episodes, uh, I want to make a point of, of I want to see that. I want someone to do that to my car. In the meantime, if you have questions for Mr. Bruce Snell, you can call the Hackable Hotline, which is one 855 Four, that's the number four, Hackable. Again, that's one eight five five four hackable And Bruce, uh, this summer, you are going to be somewhere special. Where are you going to be? Yeah, actually, I'll be at Black Hat and DEF CON conferences uh, in August. I think it's okay. August 7th through the 11th uh, in Las Vegas. And so, you know, I, I, I'd say we make it a little bit of a game. And if anybody can can spot me, uh, come up and say hi. I'm sure we'll we'll figure out some sort of surprise or at least some sort of recognition for for tracking me down at this conference. So excellent. So you're encouraging people to stalk you uh, <laughs> at a hacker conference. Yes. Uh, uh, that sounds the kind of thing I would do. So I'm glad come to see up I'm and not... say hi. No, don't necessarily <laughs> okay. try and break into my phone, which will be off. And Excellent. So Bruce has said you can hack him at the Black Hat <laughs> Conference. Uh, I have it on tape. Uh, Bruce, it's jingoism at its finest right there. There you go. Once again, this has been Hackable, an original podcast from McAfee. Bruce, thanks so much again, sir. Thank you, Jeff. It's a pleasure as always. 